My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Hello, Stitchers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back for another exciting and amazing, amazing. episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Yeah. I am excited for this week. <laughs> Why are you excited for this week? I don't know. I just, I'm always excited every time I get to see Nicole. I know. It's so fun. It's so fun. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm loving the series that we're doing right now. I love haunted hotels. I yes. think the ha- hotels have so much history and so much story to them. So I always get so excited whenever we do an episode on a haunted hotel. Interesting. I was yeah. just thinking because it's the holidays. I was like, some people don't go to see family. So they stay at hotels. Oh, is right? that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, well, maybe you'll stay at a haunted hotel. Mm-hmm, maybe. So. I think I'm going to try to look for haunted hotels next time. Every time we go you and should. not tell my family, <gasps> like, we're going to stay here. So you can scare your kids. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I know my husband and I are a little bit sick in the head, but we love scaring our kids. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh, you're funny. We love watching like spooky movies with them. And then when everything gets all tense and quiet, we'll do the whole jump. jump scare. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I did that to my kids last night. Did you really? Yes. Yes. Did to they my, hate my you? two girls. No, they they're at the point now where they just laugh and they're oh, kind of like used to us scaring them because we always tell whenever we go camping, we always do the scary stories. Right. That's awesome. And they kind of participate in them, but they're so used to it now. They're like, okay, and everybody died and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and there's blood and guts and then and us. So they pretend that they're not scared anymore. Wow. Like, Come on, we can still scare you. That's so cute though. Yeah. My kids can't. No, they're no. still too scared. Very scaredy cats. Are they like, Mama, yeah. no. And then I tried to watch like Spiderwick Chronicles with them. And they were like, this is too scary. Oh, I'm like, no. okay. So we've been watching Stranger Things oh, with our kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Your kids can take it. That's awesome. Oh, it's so funny because like, you know, it's a little, there's some adult contact uh, content, but you know, my kids are older than yours. And, right. and so whenever there's a kissing scene on, they usually just go, ew, gross and cover their eyes. So they don't watch. And, you know, even when, spoiler alert, yeah. when Eleven and um, Mike mm. have their first little peck on the, Aww, you know, their first little peck. Yeah. Because they've only seen episode one or yeah. not episode one, but season, season one. one. Yeah. And when they have their little peck, the kids are still like, oh, yeah. gross. That's <laughs> so, so cute. No, oh, I love They're kids. so cute. But they're like really into it and they're they're loving it. Good. And they're just like, where's pomegranate face? That's what they call the Demogorgon. Ah! Pomegranate face. <laughs> and oh, so yeah, we were watching it, watching it. And I jump scared them while we were watching Stranger Things last night. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> So, Nicole, what has you in stitches this week? Oh, man. Okay. This probably ties in with what you're going to talk about. But so I've been in California for 11 years now, right? Yes. And I can't get over the fact that I get allergies here. Oh, yeah. It's weird. I yeah. don't like it. In Washington, I'd have them a little bit, but California, it's like on and off. So this last couple of weeks or two, I've been like waking up with headaches. Oh, yeah. Go to bed with headaches. And my nose has been weird. And it's I'm like, what is this? Really big allergy time because the it's the wind. so windy. We get this phenomenon con the, called the Santa Anna winds. Anna winds. Yep. And they blow like crazy. Everything. It kept me up the other me night. Me too. I couldn't sleep. Yeah, our house was like, I felt like it was going to fall apart because it was so windy. Well, we have a ton of big trees. And so every time we get a big windy episode, branches fall. And oh, so I'm like, it oh, it's going to like yeah. fall and hit the house. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, but... I finally took a Benadryl the other day. Yes. I was like, okay, I recognize now that it's my allergies. That's not like anything else. Mm-hmm. And like I passed out, but I felt better because I was like, my nose is kind of clearing yeah, up. Yeah. And I was like, dang it, California, <laughs> giving me allergies. And it doesn't happen all the time. So uh-huh. it's just like, it's the wind, I think. Mm-hmm. And then if it's like perfect storm of everything, like, yes. I hate it. I yeah. hate it. Aww, and no. all my coworkers have allergies. And so it's like, I, I'm recognizing it's just yeah. like that time of the year. So, and like post COVID, Everyone's like, I have COVID, I yeah. have COVID, and everyone freaks out and yes. taking tests. And, yeah, and I'm like, it no, sucks. it's just allergies. Or there's also a really bad flu that's been going flu around. Flu and the RSV, mm-hmm. everything. Everything is going around right now. Yeah. Tis the season. Yay. <laughs> what about you, Angela? What's got so you So I, I have another windy story because, okay. as I mentioned, the Santa Ana winds, yes. right? 
Okay. And as I mentioned, I'm an air sign. Yes. So whenever it's windy, I get forgetful and I do weird things. No. So this is what happened this episode okay. of Santa Ana Wins. Yay. So I, lo- I love, 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 love going on Walmart and ordering things and going to the pickup and having them load it in my car. Hey. When they started that service, my kids were really small. And I remember crying the first time that oh. they just came and put the groceries in my car so and happy. I didn't have to unbuckle my kids Yay, and take them out of car seats that's the worst it is the worst trying to take three small children yeah. grocery shopping oh yeah they're going and i mean you have three so you can't put everybody in the shopping no. cart because then you can't put food in the cart, right and they're going in all different directions yes in a busy grocery store yep. and it's hard to wrangle them yep. and everyone's staring at you and judging you yep right oh it's it was the worst. the worst so i love walmart pickup that was the most brilliant move that you've ever done. Here's <laughs> Target where does have it too, right? Target, yeah. Maybe. Other, A lot of other stores followed suit. Walmart was the OG for me. Okay. So I loved it. So, and I usually go to Walmart because it's on the way home from my kid's school. So I did my grocery order like I always do. And I noticed that I was getting alerts for, you know, they give you alerts if you have substitutions in your carts or mm. when your order is ready. Sure. So I got an alert that my order was ready two hours before I was supposed to pick it up. And I'm like, well, that's bizarre. That you never weird. do it two hours ahead. Yeah. I'm like, okay, way to be on it, Walmart. Cool. Okay. And so I drop my kids off at school and then I start heading to Walmart to pick it up. And I go to do my check-in and I notice that it says check-in for Friendswood, Texas. And I was like, why oh, am I checking in no. at Friendswood, Texas? And that's the Walmart over by where my parents live because in Houston, we're from Houston. And Friendswood is a small little town just outside of Houston by where my parents live. Okay. And I was like, oh my gosh. Did you place your order in Texas? I did because I sent my dad, my dad's birthday was recently and I sent him a present (laughs) from Walmart. And so my, I didn't, they had that address in instead of my current address. Oh my gosh. And so I'm like, Oh my gosh. No wonder I was telling me that it was already two yeah. hours before I was going to pick it up because right. they're two hours ahead. Uh-huh. So that's my windy story. That's what so I did. So did you get money back or anything? Yes, I, okay, I did good. a return. And it's really funny because in the drop down menu on the return, they're like, so why are you canceling yep. or canceling this order? Sure. And one of the drop down options is I ordered at the wrong store. And I'm like, yep, that's what I did. Different state. Different state, oh, wrong store. that sucks. I'm yeah. sorry. So I just, you know, it was fine. I was going to go in and just, do my shopping then I'm like whatever I can wait a day yeah I have taquitos I can feed my family taquitos tonight that's totally fine frozen taquitos yes always have an emergency dinner on hand right and so then I just you know place my order for the next day but I was like oh Oh, sorry so frustrating you know I've done that many times when I pick up just like I go to California Chicken Cafe Uh uh-huh and I'll put in the wrong one because I don't realize oh yeah and then I'm like I show up and they're like we don't, uh, have, your we don't have your order and I check. I'm like, you kidding me. So I have to drive. I mean, I still go get it, though. <laughs> I have because I paid for well, it. I wasn't going to like take I'm not a gonna two go to Houston. No, Houston and go get it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is just food that I'm like going to eat soon. And it's cold food. So it's a salad, you know, I'm just yeah. like, I got to do it. But I hate that. It's the worst. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah, it's OK. It was fine. At least you were and able to return it. Yes, there were for whatever reason, they didn't have tortillas in the Friendswood store. And I didn't realize that they were shipping the tortillas. Oh, are you kidding me? And so I had to text my dad and be like hey uh you're gonna be getting some tortillas in a couple of days (laughs) wait Um, wait they're in houston texas and they don't have tortillas right what i don't know what that made no sense that does not make sense oh well whatever whatever so enjoy the tortillas mom and dad (laughs) got you some food (laughs) oh Oh, man they're used to me sending them random stuff because there you go yeah that's so cute no i love to send them stuff as like jokes like little inside jokes well tortillas can be now a new joke yeah, tortillas. <laughs> I'm just going to send them to him randomly. Randomly. Now. Yeah. Have some tortillas. I thought you guys <laughs> would want some. So I do have one other thing that I wanted to talk about that has okay. me in stitches. Get it. I wanted to give an update on that little black cat. <gasps> yes. Yes. Because I said I would give updates on the cat. Yes. I want to hear. So we have this little black barn cat that started showing up around Halloween. Right. So that was fun and Spooky. ominous because we have a black cat that's, yeah. 
you know, showing up around Halloween. So since then, he's been coming around very regularly. Oh, really? So he's here pretty much every single day. What? And it is a male. Okay. And he is intact. So like he oh. definitely is a male oh. and can have babies. So nobody's caught him and neutered him. Yeah. He is the sweetest cat. Aww, he comes up. Good. He loves to be pet. Oh, good. My youngest looks for him every day after school and she picks him up and carries him around and we started calling him shadow because if the dog isn't outside because the dog will chase it up a tree but if the dog isn't outside he will follow you around wherever you go and he's a little black cat so we're like oh it's shadow he's our little shadow and he's so sweet and so we enjoy having shadow hang around nice tell him to get the squirrels well (gasps) yes Uh so so the other day I was on my driveway mm-hmm. by my garage, just like doing some work there. Mm-hmm. And one of my chickens, her name is Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> she came, this was like a cartoon. She came running onto the driveway and what? skidded to a stop. Nice. She like put on the brake, skidded to the stop. And she's like, and like yelling. And I'm like, what is going on, Leanne? And then Shadow just comes prancing on behind her with this big fat squirrel in his Whoa. mouth and he's just like do 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 happy. do do happy cat caught a big fat squirrel good job kitty and i was like oh, shadow you're my hero i'm like you're so awesome <laughs> i immediately texted my husband and i was like the cat caught a squirrel he caught a squirrel i tried to get a picture but i didn't have my phone in time oh, and, and he already took it. off but i'm like he caught a squirrel and he's like that is so metal i love nature <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yay shadow helping you out Yes, farm. helping me out. It's your new farm. farm cat. He is our new farm cat. That's sweet. I think he's a community cat because okay. I've definitely seen him on other properties. Ah, so he just kind of polices around. the area. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Well, good little, job, little Kitty. shadow. Okay. So we love him. We good. love having him around. Very cool. Do you? Yeah. Well, you don't need to feed him. I was going to say. No, he he's, <laughs> he's very so capable he's of so getting his own food. That's yeah. amazing. Well, good kitty. He's good job. Very sweet. I love it. So that's what has me in stitches. Good job. Yay. I love it. So speaking of stitches, yes. should we dive into this week's episode? Yes, we should. Okay, so let's get stitching. Okay, stitchers. So this week we are talking the bean stitch. Bean stitch. Yes. So this was requested by Nicole. <laughs> Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Is that why? So <laughs> I, don't I don't know why she requested the bean stitch. I just stitch. saw it. I loved it. You know yeah, that. I just I when I see something, I'm like, please do this. She for me. does. She sends me stuff all, all the time. All the time. Although it's been less recently, but like she used I'm to. I'm doing like my Amagurumi stuff and yeah. then like she's I'll figuring around, it out on her own. So I need you still. I know. It was so <laughs> nice to have you be like, can we do this one? Can we do this one Yay. you're like have you thought about what you want to do this week i'm like oh not yet and she's like can we do this one i'm like yeah we can ideas. do ideas so we're doing the bean stitch yeah, i love this one and it's just this cute little fat little puffy stitch yeah and they're really fun to do if you're doing like a textured blanket in fact Ooh. i have this textured blanket pattern that i got from annie's crochet kit have you ever heard of annie's crochet no Okay, so Annie's Crochet Kit is a service that you can do a number of things with. Okay. So you can order a complete kit where they will send you all the yarn. Really? Yes. So they give you all the yarn and they give you the pattern. Wow. Or you can also just order the pattern. So this is just a pattern that my mother-in-law sent to me because she wanted to make this blanket. Wow. And so she handed it to me to make the blanket. So I'm (laughs) going to be making the blanket. Good job. But as you can see... There's a bunch of different textured rows here, and then we have, you yeah, know, different. some bean stitch rows, <gasps> oh, right? Right here, that's bean so stitch. Cool. Okay, so it's yeah. part of the, the afghan. Okay, so it's part of this afghan, and this is the Gainsey style crochet afghan that I got the bean stitch out of. But you know, you can find bean stitch all over YouTube. It yes. is a very simple stitch to I do. I like that. And depending upon how puffy you want to make it, it's it's a technique to do a stitch, but you can make it. Big, fat, and puffy or, you know, similar. You just kind of want the stitches to be uniform. So yeah. you decide how many times you want to yarn over and pull through. I think the one I saw was called the mini bean stitch, right? Because it was like smaller amount. Yeah. So they may have just yarned over and pulled through like yeah. twice or something. Yeah. Okay. Or I don't know. It depends. So it'll tell you, you in a bean, you however, however big and fat you want this That's to be. That's cool. So I did a number of beans already. Some of them Maybe. I yarned over and pulled through five times. Some I just did four. <laughs> 
some might with the three. <laughs> yeah. So you can just kind of pick your size. I like that. So basically what you do is you to make a bean, mm-hmm. you insert your hook into the stitch. Wait, do you chain how many you want? Oh, yeah. You chain. It doesn't matter. Okay. Chain however many you want. Sweet. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And okay. then um, I think the recommendation is you want to do an even number. Um, but on the ends, what I like to do on the ends is I like to do a double crochet on the end of, e- of each row of beans okay. so that you have like this nice uniform, mm. you know, like thing edging. Going, edging. Okay. Yes. So I cool. kind of leave one at the end there. Nice. And so to make a bean... You insert your hook into the stitch. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to yarn over first. Okay. Let me do yarn this Yarn over. Right. Yarn over first. Insert your hook into the stitch. Grab a loop and pull it up. And you want to pull it up to height. Okay. So you have you a nice room. tall. Yeah. You want to have room. Okay. And then you're going to yarn over your hook. Ooh. Insert it back into the stitch. Okay. Grab the yarn. Pull up a loop. Oh, wow. Right? Yep. So now I have what? Four? Five. Well, five including right, the that first, first one. one okay. But I have one, two, three, four loops on my hook. Okay. And in this particular pattern, you're going to do it three times. So oh. you have six loops on Holy your hook. Holy cow. Okay. So then you're going to yarn over, insert mm-hmm. your hook back same into one. that same stitch, grab it, pull up a loop. Mm-hmm. And so now I have six loops on my hook. Wow. And all I've been doing is yarning over and pulling through. That's wow. it. Yarn over, pull through, yarn over, pull through, yarn over, pull through, right? Mm-hmm. Until you get as many loops on your hook as you want for however fat you want your bean to be. Okay. <laughs> fat beans. Fat beans. And then you're going to yarn over and then pull through all of the loops on your hook. All of them. So for me, that's six. Okay. Because I yarned over and pulled through three times, right? Wow. And each time you do it, you wind up with two loops on your hook. Right. And then there's your bean. That's so it. So then you're going to chain one to kind of close off the top of the bean. Got it. And then normally you will skip a stitch. Kay. So that's kind of why you want to do an even number. Right. Right. Because you Does want that the other sense? extra one. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. So then you're going to skip a stitch. And then if you want to do the next bean... You yarn over, insert into that next stitch, mm-hmm. pull up a loop, right? And then you just keep doing that. So it's... Is this the same, like, okay, the Sasquatch? Remember I was doing my Sasquatch and I had the little nub toes and the feet fingers? Is it's, this the same thing? It's close. Okay. You were doing uh, a different kind of, like, a popcorn stitch yeah. or um, what else? I think it was a popcorn stitch is what it's you're It's very doing. similar, yeah. It's very similar. So what's different with that is mm-hmm. that you're doing, like, half of a, a double crochet right so that's what's different we're not doing any kind that's of double right. crochets or any kind looping of stitching over right pulling through got right. it got we're it, got yarning it. over pulling through so it and makes a really anything. it's a straight that's bean. right it's a straight bean okay so a popcorn is going to have that little twist in it that's because right. it's a half of a double crochet that makes sense yeah i like this one so that's the difference between okay. this and a popcorn got it a bean and a popcorn <laughs> and I like both I love the names of stitches that we come up with right yep so this is this little bean and it's just a great little easy texture and then when you're going back and forth mm-hmm. the beans lay in different huh? directions right interesting so they pull to one side you flip it and then they're going to pull the to side. the other side mm-hmm. so then you have these little beans that kind of go in different directions it's a fun and it's really cute it's like a party one yeah it's like a little party I and then it. I've seen little flowers made of bean oh, stitch wow. where I think you do like a magic ring and then you do bean stitches all around and it makes oh, like a little flower or something sense. I'll have to look them up yeah but the stitch is used a lot in a lot of different ways I love it so yeah it's cool fun. I'm gonna make something what are you what are you gonna make with yours bean stitch well I'm going to do this blanket the afghan yeah so that's what i'm gonna do i have it started which i started it a long time ago this is another one of my famous projects that i started (laughs) forever ago and never finished yeah Yeah. so eventually i'm going to make this blanket and i was going to make it for my mother-in-law for christmas oh a little too late (laughs) so i know i don't think i'm gonna have enough time to get it done before christmas but i'll you know get it to her some other time birthday yeah i did make her sophie's universe for. Have oh. you seen those blankets? No. Those are crazy. If you ever want to dive into, oh, that's a whole world of crochet. Uh-oh. Those are fun to make. Okay. But. Are they hard? It's not hard. They do take a long time okay. and you learn a million stitches and it makes you a good crocheter really hey. quick. <laughs> that's how you're so cool. Yeah. They're really fun. I want to do a Sophie's Universe for my bed 
but I'm going to do it like all in white. Ooh. Yeah. That would be pretty. So we'll get there eventually. Okay. That's a whole other That's ball a big of wax. That's one, huh? Yes. But this bean stitch is bean. great for if you ever want to add any texture to a blanket. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it. Well, okay. You, you do yours and I'll do mine. There we go. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> After my <laughs> one other One of these projects. days we're going to like actually go back to just sitting and crocheting. Oh, I miss that <laughs> so much. We'll do it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So right. that's it for crochet time today. Yay. Are we ready for story time? Oh, it's totally story time. Yay. All right. This week's episode, we are going to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Eureka Springs. Eureka. Yay. And we're going to the Crescent Hotel. <gasps> yeah. Do you know this place at all? I think I do. Okay. This has got the most fascinating history. I'm going to go so much into this. It's so cool. But you know a place is rich in paranormal activity when Wikipedia's first statement about the hotel talks about being America's most haunted hotel. Ooh. Yeah. And discusses ghost tours all in one. So, <laughs> there you go. It. I love it. Just start off the bat. Starting good. it off. Yep. So the Crescent Hotel, or formerly known as the 1886 Crescent Hotel and Spa, was opened really to just attract the rich and famous to vacation. The Eureka Springs Improvement Company, formed by former governor of Arkansas, and the Frisco Railroad came together to create this luxurious building, constructed over 27 acres on the northern part of West Mountain, overlooking the valley. The area was known for its hot springs. Yes. As well, so they could advertise to wealthy socialites they could relax at Arkansas's Healing Springs while staying at their hotel. Special wagons were constructed just to transport the huge pieces of magnesium limestone, limestone used to build the hotel's foundation. They even brought over a few specialists from Ireland to assist and advise on how to cut and fit the special stone as it was super dense. Oh, cool. So yeah, what's up Irish people? <laughs> Cutting some limestone. Soon more and more workers were added because the hotel was fitted with electrical lights, modern plumbing, steam heating, an elevator, extensive landscaping, and luxurious decorations and amenities were built in. The total cost of the construction, it was half the Stanley Hotel, but it's $294,000 at that time. Today, that's roughly $9 million. $320,800. Woo! Yes. That's still like a quite a pretty penny there. So much money goes yeah. in this hotel. The 78-room resort hotel opened May 20th, 1886, with a grand opening and gala ball, complete with a full orchestra and banquet dinner for 400 guests. And in the following months and years, many flocked to the healing springs of the Crescent Hotel. Those lavish amenities I mentioned earlier included a swimming pool, tennis courts, and croquet that overlooked a gorgeous landscape of flower gardens, boardwalks, gazebos, along with sleek-coated horses, <gasps> horses, yep, tea dances in the afternoon, and elaborate parties every evening with a full in-house orchestra. Nice. I would want to go there. Wouldn't yeah. you want to play Let's in that? Let's go to there. Yeah, Yay. that'd be fun. Unfortunately. Oh, no. <laughs> the large masses that were clamoring for the Crescent Hotel soon dwindled. One... The mm -hmm. healing waters that the hotel in town proudly boasted about soon were found to be overhyped and did not really cure anything. Well, duh. Duh. <laughs> right? With nothing else grand to visit in oh, Arkansas. No. Right? But the, it's beautiful, though. Yeah, it's pretty. But the resort slowly fell into a financial crisis. Uh-oh. Yep. The hotel fell into disrepair and just sat empty for a while. Oh, no. So this big grand hotel... Mm -hmm. Hanging out, doing nothing. Aww. Roughly 20 years later, the hotel opens again as the Crescent College and Conservatory for Young Women in 1908. Oh, hey. Yeah. The Encyclopedia of Arkansas lists an advertisement from an old cosmopolitan magazine that stated, Crescent College and Conservatory for Women on top of the Ozarks, famous for healthfulness and beauty of location, $300,000 fireproof building, rooms with private bath, elevator, accredited junior college, General courses, art, music, expression, domestic science. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that get you. I was like, domestic science, is that home economics? Yes, it is. Mm, How yeah. to be a good little housewife. That's why you need to go to college. That's why you have to go to college yep. and spend so much money. Yep. Go to so learn how your, to be a good little man. Yep. Ooh. 
All right. But yeah, in the summer, they kept it open as a resort. Oh, okay. Okay. The college, unfortunately, closed in 1924. Yeah, because why? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. The large building cost so much money to upkeep, and there weren't enough students and summer guests to keep the college going. Cool. 1930 to 1934, the building did reopen as a junior college, but again, didn't have enough money to keep it up. It's huge. Yeah. It's a huge property. Sounds like it. Then the most infamous person to come across the Crescent Hotel arrives in 1937. No, it's not Stephen King. No, it's a little bit before his time. Norman Baker purchased the building in order to open a cancer hospital and health resort. He claimed he had the cure to cancer and advertised far and wide through radio and pamphlets referring to the Baker Hospital as the Switzerland of America. And his catchphrase was, where sick folks get well. Oh, sure. (laughs) He claimed that he could cure cancer without surgery, radium, or x-rays. Well, good for you. (laughs) There's there's no uh, truth in advertising campaigns or claim or whatever that is. Yeah, what he was doing. Norman was very handsome, charismatic, and dressed sharply. He wore dark chalk-striped three-piece suits in the winter and white suits with matching shoes in summer and always in a lilac shirt. His car was custom-painted in electric lavender. Oh, wow. He was flashy. Yeah, lavender. Fancy. Yeah. (laughs) And because he is of his love with the color, he was nicknamed the Purple Man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a good name. I like it. But he was not a doctor. Of course he wasn't. He was a con man. Of course he was. Of course he was. Duh. We see it now. Prior to his move to Arkansas, Norman was caught practicing medicine in Iowa without a license, degree, or even medical training. So he was basically ran out of town all the way down to Mexico, but was able to escape authorities and set up shop in Arkansas. It's so... I get nervous even when I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm talking about and I have degrees behind me. Yeah. I can't imagine somebody confidently walking into somewhere saying, I can do this. I'm a doctor. I can do this. I'm (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to cure you. No, you have no medical treatment. Like what kind of, what goes into the psyche of somebody that's just like, I don't know. I can do this. I can give you. They've lied so much to themselves that I think they believe themselves. Right. Like, I mean, you have to. You, you have, have to. to. To be that confident and to yeah. instill that much confidence in everybody else around you. Right. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. It's That's scary. so crazy. That's so creepy. I couldn't do it. Unfortunately, his patients at the Baker Hospital were true believers, all sick and desperate to receive his miracle cure, which he called Formula 5. <laughs> These Uh-oh. patients had no close relatives and Norman promised they would be cured within six weeks of the start of treatment or they wouldn't have to pay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yet they paid and paid most of them with their life savings, hoping to receive a cure to an illness that didn't really have a cure. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Later, we find out the recipe of Formula 5 was alcohol, glycerol, carbolic acid, ground watermelon seed, <laughs> Corn, silk, and clover leaves. That's all it was. How do you come up with this? Well, he I'll, I'll tell you. He would have That's this formula so injected at the site of cancer. And a website claimed that even he went through their skulls. <gasps> up to seven times a day. You're getting seven injections a day? Yes. Of just carbolic acid? And random shit. And yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, this recipe was actually... You'd rather drink that. Come on. He stole it from another con man. (laughs) And sadly for his gullible patients, Formula 5 really didn't do anything. Well, no. Yeah. Along with this phony tonic, it is said that he would also have patients drink uh, the area's natural spring water, which held healing properties. Oh, of course it did. When the patient would suffer from their cancer or illness, he would isolate them in a wing known as the psychiatric ward. He wanted to isolate so they wouldn't be like heard screaming. Right. Now, the miracle cure didn't kill him, thankfully. Yeah, I don't understand how that concoction didn't yeah. kill anybody. No, it didn't kill anybody. But that's not stuff that should be going in your body. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> but patients would have uh-huh. a rough time not getting the treatment that they did need. Right. Right. And they ended up suffering and dying in the hospital because of this. Well, yeah. Yeah. So he didn't like he didn't kill them like per se. 
He just let them suffer more. <sighs> Sad, right? Yeah. I, okay. He paid them to stay in the hospital. I am so sorry to all the people that suffered this torture and that right? put their faith in a con man. But oh, yeah, come and on. gave him it's, so much money. You're going to hear about this uh, too. Yeah. Doctors and authorities knew what Baker was doing. And they did try stopping his practice, but somehow he was able to slither out of trouble and keep going for three years. How? No idea. No idea. Oh In 1939, gosh. though, Baker was finally arrested on account of mail fraud, of all things. Mail fraud. Yep. It brings down everybody. Yep. He was sending out his magical elixir as well as working at the hospital. So they were able to ca catch him on that. Okay. According to legendsofamerica.com, a U.S. postal inspector estimated that Baker had made as much as $500,000 in 1939 selling his miracle elixirs through the mail. Just the mail. Oh, no. And he was convicted to serve a four year sentence and after more investigation baker swindled roughly four million dollars <gasps> out of his patients at the hospital oh my god so much money it's poor people oh. but he was only in jail for for four years dude yeah in 1944 after serving his time he moved to florida where he lived a fine life until he passed away in 1958 from cirrhosis and get this Cancer. <laughs> so it came back to get him. Yeah. Returns around, comes around. So right? that's him. I'm showing his mug shot. Yeah. Ugh, dude. That. Uh, we'll put it on our, our socials. But he, he looks like a con man. I'm sorry. Yeah. He yeah, does he does. Like I mean, he looks he looks like a con man. He yep. does look like he cleans up really well and yeah. is a slick talker yep. and smooth talker. Yeah. Has no there's no compassion behind his eyes there's nothing no nope. like you i feel it. you have to be dead behind your eyes your soul has to be dead you're you're almost like a serial killer at that point well yeah because you're lying to people and you're not really healing them you're killing them right he is kind he, of he yeah. should have been brought up i don't know i i think it should have been murder charges i mean i know the people were very willingly giving him money and that's probably why he was able right. to escape any mm -hmm. kind of because everyone was not like, taking it from them they were giving, they were giving him they were him. paying him and yep. he can't guarantee that everyone's gonna get better i mean no. there was no truth in advertising back then there was no like mm -hmm. nobody knew definitely that that wasn't going to cure them right. maybe it was just a bunch of people that were unlucky and not getting <laughs> cured i don't know it's sad oh Very sad. it's heartbreaking yeah at least 44 people passed away at the baker hospital oh and don't forget still the crescent hotel right okay under the care of norman baker I'm still going to go into history of the Crescent Hotel, I promise. But know okay. that in February 2019, this okay. is so crazy. A landscaper was digging at the edge of the woods in the back of the hotel to add mulch to some trees uh -huh. and found over 500 glass bottles filled with mysterious substances <gasps> and objects. Oh, cool. Right. Is that the medicines? Well, the, Ar the Arkansas Archaeological Survey or AAS team from the University of Arkansas was called in to help collect the items and make sure there was nothing hazardous in there. Then the bottles were sent over to the University of Arkansas for testing. Unfortunately, analysis was inconclusive because most of the bottles have been stored improperly and very old. But Paranormal researcher Larry Flaxman took some bottles and brought them specifically to surgical pathologist Dr. Matt Quick at the University of Arkansas Medical Center. After doing an elaborate detailed analysis, the rumors were true. Indeed, the jar they tested was human tissue mixed <gasps> with cotton fiber, which was most likely gauze. So oh, what they speculated no. was they cut out parts of the body that were like rotting or doing like bad things. And yeah. they were just like putting them in jars. And then he was showing cancer patients like, hey, this is like we, we can cure this. And this is what we find. And like he was this making is the cancer up. that we cut out. Yes. And so now this person but is he didn't fine. need to cut. It. So he's saying the elixir is going to do everything. He didn't need to cut. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh my but, gosh but Ugh. bottles ranged from baker's magic elixir they okay were able to so find they those find that. yep to other strange concoctions and ingredients in the apothecary jars they also discovered pharmacy style mixing tools and even the blade of a bone saw used most likely for autopsies and experimental surgeries oh no as well as reels of baker's 16 millimeter promotional films because one clearly read before baker treatments so they had something on film. They also realized that the area was not an actual dump site, but rather a well thought out and constructed burial site so that old hospital staff could hide everything carefully. Whoa. Yeah. 
<laughs> Most of these jars are now on display in the hotel's morgue. <laughs> the area of the hotel in the basement where staff claimed Baker conducted his autopsies and experimental postmortem surgeries. They even have his original autopsy table and the walk-in cooler where Baker kept cadavers and body parts. Oh, no. But the area is highly visited on the hotel's ghost tour. How creepy. Right? <gasps> we got to go to Arkansas now. <laughs> we'll put it into our tour list. Yep. So back to the history of the hotel. Once Baker was arrested, it sat empty and ownerless again until mm-hmm. 1946 when it was purchased by four Chicago businessmen who wished to restore the hotel back to its former grandeur. And they did it. Yay. But, but oh no. <laughs> 1967, a fire broke out on the fourth no. floor of the South Wing and destroyed almost all that area of the hotel. <gasps> oh, no. After being passed around again for 30 years and used as a hotel here and there, the hotel hit a good break. 1996, Marty and Elise Ronick took a trip to Eureka Springs, Arkansas. They flew from Connecticut mm-hmm. while visiting nearby Fayetteville. Fayetteville. Oh my God, yeah. I can't say No, it's okay. Fayetteville. You and know that is? I absolutely do. I okay. have family there. Aww. I have family in Eureka Springs and Fayetteville. That's awesome. So that's yes. where we have to go. Yes. Okay. The couple fell in love with the historic buildings in the area and ended up purchasing the tallest build- building in Eureka Springs, the downtown Basin Park Hotel, with the idea of converting the sixth and seventh floors to a bi-level apartment. Then they took a jaunt over to the dilapidated Crescent Hotel. Knowing it was a beautiful building at one point and being devout Preserve, oh, I can't say this word, preservationists. There we go. Yep. They bought the hotel in order to restore it to its original glamour with some updates. Nice. So first, they worked on the spas, and in the first year, they got their 6,500-square-foot new moon spa up in Reading. And I had to look this how to say it, which held a Vichy showers. Do you know mm-hmm. what those are? Okay, I had to look it up. It's a horizontal bar with five to seven shower heads or holes with someone like a shallow wet bed, so the showers are massaging you, right? Yes, yes, yes. I want that. Oh, yeah. I've that's never awesome. seen that before. And I was like, I want that so bad. Right. Okay. A hydrotherapy tub, sauna, massage and therapy tables, tanning beds and exercise equipment. Then they worked on the hotel skyline, which was destroyed in that fire. All the while, the guest rooms, lounges, electrical and plumbing and landscaping were worked on. So after five years uh-huh. and five million dollars. Yes. In renovations, the hotel was fully restored and open to the public. Yay! It is now a member of Historic Hotels of America, which basically identifies hotels that have maintained their authenticity, sense of place, and architectural integrity. They also relish in the fact that they are known as the most haunted hotel in America. So they fully invite paranormal enthusiasts and give daily ghost tours. And the reason it may be so haunted. Yes. As I mentioned before, the hotel is built on 18 inch thick limestone. Releasing electromagnetic and psychic energies. But every year the hotel sees over 3000 guests just trying to catch a glimpse of the paranormal. Yeah, we got limestone, we got mineral water, yeah, mineral springs. And then we got crazy people. <laughs> we got crazy people. <laughs> not, not crazy, like sick and dying people that were tortured exactly. because they, you know, their souls are restless. Right? Restless Sad. souls. Now, when the Ronics purchased the hotel, they actually hired two certified mediums, Ken Fugate and Carol Heath, to read the building. Nice. Their findings, plus the recorded repeated paranormal sightings through the previous decades, is what helped shape the Crescent Hotel ghost tour. Nice. Get this. The Crescent Hotel has its own blog online to cover all the creepy things that happen in the hotel. Oh, cool. And there's one particular story where an old hotel general manager named Jack Moyer was with the mediums in tow. And Carol Heath confirmed that he found a portal to the other side. Whoa. For those who are on the same frequency. Moyer was a skeptic and didn't really believe him. But then... 18 Mm -hmm. years later, current hotel ghost tour manager Keith Scales confided in Moyer about a frequent phenomenon that was happening on his tours. Oh. Multiple guests would grow faint. Some would even pass out for a moment at the exact same tour stop with no reasonable explanation. When Scales described the location, it was the exact area where Heath pointed out the portal. (gasps) Cool. This is where the hotel's annex entrance is. Guests here would also turn pale, fall against, and slide down the wall in a faint. 
What's even creepier? Uh huh. The portal is directly above the old morgue of Baker's Hospital. Oh, of course it is. I was going to ask if the portal was in the morgue, but I'm like, I'll just wait and find out. It's right, it's right above, above it. it. Wow. Creepy, right? Yes. The Crescent Hotel website even has a link for their ghost tours with photos of ghost sightings on the main page and records uh, records of guests' encounters. Nice. Yeah. That's so exciting. The first apparition. <gasps> okay. The first one that's most often seen is a soul that has been with the hotel even before it opened. Oh. It is believed the red-haired man is named Michael, and he was an Irish stonemason that was one of the men brought over to help oversee the construction of the hotel. Oh. To help with the limestone foundation. In 1885, when he was working on the roof, he lost his balance, fell to the second floor area, and died instantly. Oh, Michael. The hotel itself, I don't know if this is true or not, claims he saw a pretty girl down below and tried to dance a jig while up on the roof to catch her eye, but slipped. Yeah, I think the hotel came up with that story just to make make it seem make like it, it seems, wasn't their fault. Right. Like it was all nope. him. Yeah. Mm. But directly outside of room 218 is where Michael lost his life. And this is the one of the most haunted guest rooms because of him. <gasps> Here, Michael is known to be a little more mischievous, even a flirt. That's why I think they oh, talk about the girl. Okay. And he likes to play tricks with the lights, the doors, and television, and can be heard loudly pounding on the walls. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Some reported seeing hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. <laughs> and some have even heard cries of what sounded like a man falling into the ceiling. Oh, the door in 218 is known to slam shut without being able to reopen. <gasps> Don't like that. Nope. Nope. And some guests have been rudely shaken awake in the middle of the night. And even one guest ran out screaming from the room and he claimed to have seen blood splattered all over the walls in room 218. Dude. Michael, man. Yeah. There is a story. This is so cool. Submitted to onlyanark.com from a pregnant woman who wanted to visit the hotel with another couple for Valentine's Day in 2004. So a pregnant woman wanted to go with another couple. Yep. To celebrate Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're really close. Okay. Okay. This is 2004. <laughs> and she yeah. was really skeptical of ghosts. Okay. But once she arrived at the hotel, she felt very nauseous. Mm -hmm. During her pregnancy, she said she didn't feel that at all, but she tried to brush it aside during the ghost tour. The couple then left the hotel for dinner and she actually felt really fine. But upon returning, the nausea kicked in again. Oh. They kept telling her that pregnant women have more sensitivity to things too. Okay. Yes. It was so bad that the group canceled the remaining evening plans so she could rest. The room they booked... 218. 218. Oh. The beds were arranged so that they were across the room from each other. So one okay, bed's here, got one it. bed's yep. there. That night, she couldn't sleep at all. She noticed that the other couple's husband, his name was Ted, walking back and forth to the bathroom all night, thinking he was sick. When she finally dozed off, she felt someone grab her toes. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she thought maybe Ted was trying to scare her, but she didn't see him in the dark nearby. She tried to drift off again, and she did only to hear a man clear his throat right next to her head. <gasps> she felt that his mouth was just inches. Oh, no, 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 no. She no. sprung up and saw her husband lying next to her on the opposite side. <gasps> she looked across the room and noticed Ted passed out in his bed. Okay. No one visibly was next to her that could have spoken to her. The remainder of the night, she did not sleep. Once everyone started waking up, she asked Ted about his frequent bathroom trips and asked if he was doing okay. And she thought he was the one who maybe touched her toes and somehow got his, you know, the throat next to her and just ran back. Right. But Ted responded, I never went to the bathroom and nor had he left the bed that night. <gasps> oh. <laughs> this startling news made her book out of the hotel and they all yes. checked out at 8 a.m. Yes. Oh, good one. So there's 218. There is also a little boy that likes the second floor. Staff and guests claim it is a four-year-old Clifton Brecky Breckenridge Thompson, who was the son of the then Crescent College and Conservatory's president. Brecky unfortunately passed away of complications from appendicitis. Oh, no. 
Yeah. He tends to bounce his ball in the hallways and wants to just see other kids. Oh. He is also known to photobomb tourist selfies and <laughs> snapshots. I love it. I love it. One particular visit with the child said, he lives here. He's got curly blonde hair. He was wearing weird clothes and he played ball with me. Oh, that is precious. That's sweet. Now, just like the Stanley Hotel, pets tend to love the Crescent Hotel and can't get away. Yay, pets. In the 1970s, Morris, a big orange tabby cat, hung around the hotel and he was titled the hotel's general manager. When he passed, more than 80 people attended his burial. Oh, that's sweet. That's so sweet. Current guests will report feeling Morris rub up against their legs. Oh, they have a whole like plaque dedicated yes. to Morris. There's Morris. Oh, he's so cute. He looks like my pumpkin. He does look like pumpkins. All right. From the website historichotels.org, they go into detail about the haunts in the crystal dining room. Ooh. They say there many employees have encountered playful spirits in Victorian dress. One holiday season while the dining room was closed, the grand Christmas tree and packages underneath moved from one end of the room to the other. <laughs> That's fun. Right? <laughs> the next morning, employees found the tree and packages moved with chairs circling and facing the newly placed holiday symbol. Just <laughs> moving it around. Another time, employees it. returned in the morning to find the dining room in perfect order, except for menus scattered throughout the room. Yet another time, a waitress looked into the huge mirror between the doors from the dining room to the kitchen and saw a man and woman in Victorian garb facing each other as in a wedding. The groom Aww. turned and made eye contact with the waitress and then the couple faded away. <gasps> the waitress, oh, that one gave me chills. Yeah. I like that the one. The waitress quit her position shortly after no, this. Oh, that was sweet. She's like, nope. Another commonly reported paranormal activity is a man in Victorian clothing sitting at a table near the window saying... I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I am waiting for her to return. Oh, no, just honey. chilling. No, 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 no. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Many have recounted seeing apparitions in Victorian ball attire dancing around the room during the wee hours of the morning while the room was closed and dark. And off of the crystal dining room is the kitchen where there are also close encounters with paranormal activity. Nice. Steve Garrison, a cook at the hotel, swears he doesn't drink on the job. In fact, <laughs> he doesn't drink, period. However, Garrison may have been tempted by two strange encounters in the kitchen of the haunting hotel's crystal dining room. One morning, while slicing and dicing vegetables, he looked up and saw a little boy with pop bottle glasses, dressed in old-fashioned clothing and knickers, skipping around the kitchen. <laughs> That's cute. I would freak out. Uh -huh. Another morning, Garrison flipped on the lights to begin the day's preparations when... Some or all of the pots and pans came flying off their hooks. Oh, don't like that one. I like I like it when the ghosts are just kind of doing their thing and like I don't know. I think of that movie. Um, which one did we just watch? Chapter two of Insidious. Insidious. Yeah. When she's the the first one, when the little boy's at her record. Yeah, and he's just running around, but he's mm -hmm. dancing. He's yeah. like tapping his toe. That creeped me out. <laughs> so if I saw someone skipping around in a in a kitchen, like yeah, but I'd rather have that than oh, pots and pans sure flying, flying off. off. Yeah, because yeah. that can hurt you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be scary. A report given on the hotel's blog describes an eerie incident involving checking into their room. Ooh. This is good. Guests who revisited our hotel recently retook the ghost tour took delight in recounting a story that had happened to them at the Crescent some ten years earlier. They said that they had arrived around 2 o'clock one spring afternoon for an early check-in. They got their wine key to room 221 and proceeded to take the elevator to the second floor. When the elevator door opened, standing there seemingly waiting for them, was a man in an all-black Victorian-style outfit. Ooh. The man asked if he could show the couple in their room. Okay. Thinking he was a hotel employee, they took, told the man they were in room 221 and handed him their key. Upon arriving at room 221, the helpful man unlocked the door and pushed it open. The man remained just outside the doorway, smiling and tilting his head side to side repeatedly. <laughs> the guest, Interesting. Yeah, the guest quietly turned to her husband and suggested that her, perhaps the man wanted a tip. And the nanosecond that it took the husband to turn to hand the man a tip, the man had disappeared. Nowhere to be seen down the long hallway. Puzzled but not concerned, the couple relaxed in their room until they left to their scheduled evening ghost tour. Following the tour, they returned to the room only to discover that their key would not unlock their door. They went down to the front desk where the clerk apologized that by mistake, 
he had given them the the key to room 321 at check-in. Oh. The couple explained that the key worked for the employee who let them into the room, describing the helpful man in his attire. The front desk clerk informed them that they had no employee who fit that description and no employees wear that kind of attire. The couple never saw that helpful man again. <laughs> so I, the first question that popped in my head is, how was he holding the key? Well, he's a full body apparition that was able to manifest, I guess. Yeah, but okay, so that's interesting to me because then he can hold physical objects yes. and he looks like he he's he's real. He's holding a physical object. I'm wondering if the limestone in that hotel is able to just like able to manifest ghosts to the point where they're real. I don't know. I don't know. That's really but that's interesting. That's creepy, right? They was, I don't know if I mean, I've heard of ghosts being able to, you know, push open doors and cause things to happen and stuff but i've never heard of one grabbing something holding something yeah. and using it but right? they, they believed him i mean oh. how were they able to get in without the right room key that's true well i mean the ghost opened it but right. like the that's thing the thing that's getting me like i believe the ghost being able to open doors yes sure what is hard for me to wrap my brain around right now is, is to give the key giving the key to the ghost and, and him actually like holding it right and being that physically there that right. he can hold, hold on something. to physical objects i don't know that is so interesting it's to creepy me. though right yeah it's creepy but it's really interesting like it's more interesting than it is creepy to me like i want to know how how that happens once <laughs> <laughs> you go ask him i yeah go find him we'll have to go and back to historicalhotels.org they discussed the haunts of what was once the hospital under the care of Norman Baker. Mm-hmm. Several apparitions from the hospital visit the hotel today. Norman Baker has been seen in the hotel lobby. Boo. Right? Get out of there, Baker. You don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. He is described as a man in a purple shirt and white linen suit matching photographs of the infamous entrepreneur. He's also seen. <laughs> I love how they're calling him an entrepreneur. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> he kind of yeah, is. He is a con man. That's <laughs> just a one way of putting it. He's also seen in the old recreation room in the basement and at the end of the first floor stairway. A nurse pushing a gurney residing in Baker's old morgue area is known to squeak and rattle down the halls of the hotel. She is only spotted after 11 p.m. as this is when the nurses would move the deceased out of the cancer hospital. But legally, all death records seem legit. So again, they all died because of cancer. Ultimately, they died because of cancer. Right. And also the fact that, you know, his treatments weren't doing didn't anything. do diddly squat, yeah, right? You know, they exactly. did nothing. At least give him morphine. Come on. Yeah. She always vanishes when she reaches the end of the hallway, though. Ooh. And housekeepers report meeting Theodora in room 419. She introduces herself as a cancer patient of Dr. Baker's and vanishes after courtesies are verbally exchanged. Some see her trying to find her key in front of the room, and some guests even find their suitcases packed neatly and tightly when she is not in a good mood. <laughs> She's like, Go thank away. you, get out yeah, of my room. Exactly. <laughs> Theodora, how very sweet and proper you are. She's. I, it's nice that she folds the clothes right? neatly, right? And doesn't tightly. just throw everything out. She could. I would have put everything in a hotel. Yeah, room. I'm not going to fold time. your clothes. <laughs> Do it yourself. All right, what made... But, of course, we are also the ones that will play, like, chopsticks and yeah. soul <laughs> on the hotel piano. Playing online. random piano things. Yeah. What made me have the chills while I was reading this? Okay. <gasps> I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I don't know why. The hotel used to have an antique switchboard that was utilized in the hotel, but then it began to continuously receive phone calls from the empty basement. Cool. They discontinued using it. No, you leave that puppy on. Isn't that creepy? That's awesome. I would, I would freak out if I'm hearing like phone calls from down there. I know, but that's awesome though. Yeah, they're trying to reach out. And that empty basement though was once where Baker's patients that were using as miracle elixir were held. So they're calling uh, out. Yeah. The other famous apparition besides Michael, the stonemason, is the one they call the girl in the mist. Ooh. Yeah, she often shows around 10.30 p.m. to midnight, and she will either fall or fling herself from one of the east side balconies into the garden below. Oh. Okay, and then I had to put a note in here. Have you ever seen BBC's show Ghosts? BBC's show Ghosts. 
It's like a, it's a television series, but it's on, I think we, I, you know, it was streaming at one point somewhere, but it's called Ghosts. It's funny. Oh, 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 it's oh. It's hilarious. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I love that. Yes. I watched that. So yes. do you remember the first episode? <laughs> I love that. Yes. Okay. I watched that with the Boy Scout that has the arrow through his neck. Yeah. I yes. think so. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. there's the old, so the one, there's a ghost that she reenacts her death every night by falling out of the window at 3 a.m. because her husband pushes her. Do you remember <gasps> that? It's the first episode. Okay. Maybe I'm talking about a different show that's okay. called Ghosts. <laughs> Because, there's a couple ones well okay so no 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 there's a there's a sitcom now that's on i don't i don't know what station it is because i don't watch tv on stations i watch right. it like on hulu on or something yeah, yeah. On streaming so there is an american Another version one. of okay. ghosts yes okay this is the bbc version okay the, the british but yeah so okay so it's hilarious it's probably very similar right i'm sure so there's the all american different types of ghosts on that one. yeah yes. there's okay. all different types of ghosts and one woman at 3 a.m and all the ghosts are mad at her because she reenacts her death every <laughs> at, night at 3 a.m. And it wakes everybody up. Oh, no. So what they did is they changed the clock uh, <laughs> so that she does it at 6 a.m. instead. <laughs> so it's like, so it's in like the a wake-up call. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big light of this, but time, that's what time, it reminded me of. Time to reenact my death. Everybody wake up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So oh, no. anyway, yeah. So that's the ghost in the mist, okay? The, the girl, oh, sorry, the girl in the mist. And she's called this because she's always seen shrouded in mist as she falls. Ooh. It's weird. There are no historical documents of a woman falling or jumping out of a window at the Crescent, but people swear seeing her. And speculations was more of a Victorian situation of maybe an unwed, preg- unwed pregnancy. Mm-hmm. My theory is that she might have been one of Norman Baker's patients and just yeah. was like knew she wasn't going to get fixed and threw herself out. Yeah. But I don't know. But there's no record of it. So yeah. there you go. Ooh, intrigue. Yep. The lobby's resident ghost is a gentleman dressed in formal Victorian clothing, complete with a top hat, and usually is spotted at the bottom of the stairway or sitting at the bar. Guests that have seen him describe him as a distinguishing looking character with a mustache and beard. And when they see him, they try to converse with him. Yet he never responds and shortly after vanishes into thin air. That's cool. I want to meet this guy. Yes. My last thing about the Crescent Hotel, this is kind of a fascinating, it's not paranormal, okay? Okay, okay. A writer for moodymoons.com took a trip to the Crescent Hotel and he participated in a ghost hunt, etc. But when they arrived, he was driving with somebody, there were vultures Ooh, or buzzers, as they uh-huh. locals called them, flying over the hotel. Wow. Why? The writer contacted some Department of Animal Sciences and Department of Biological Sciences faculty at the University of Arkansas to ask about it. Mm-hmm. They confirm black black vultures are known to frequent that area, <gasps> but no one knows why or can offer any insight about their strange behavior. That's ominous. Right? That's crazy. So he has a picture I didn't include, I should have, but there's he took a picture and there's like three vultures just flying over the hotel. Oh my gosh. And they're known to, to be there a lot. So that's crazy. Isn't that creepy? So that's the question. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Now don't start that again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, Sorry, guys. We had to throw on some Jungle Book. That's fun. So that's the Crescent Hotel in Arkansas. That is way cool. I liked it because I feel like it had a kinship to the Stanley Hotel, but had its own like creepy like history. And the limestone very is creepy history. Yeah. Same, but yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is made of like super thick limestone. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was cool. I got lots of shivers. Yeah. How many shivers did you get stitches? Why don't you reach out and let us know? Yeah. You can find us on all kinds of socials. We're everywhere. We're on all of them. Everything. Everything. Miss Nicole does a great job. I'm slow sometimes. No, but you do a great (laughs) job. So much better than me. As I mentioned, like a couple episodes ago, I finally downloaded TikTok. Yeah. And I've gone on it like maybe twice. (laughs) It will. So I was skeptical about TikTok Uh on my own, right? And, And my husband's like, no. No, the more you go on it, the more it'll personalize to you. And I was like, okay, okay. So this is all otters and Frenchies. And <laughs> no, it, it's, but it is animals. It's funny, silly animals. Uh-huh. And, and Amigurumi. Uh, no, no, no. Funny animals and like creepy, true, like police things. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know why. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, this is fascinating. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. But yeah, a lot of animals, a lot of police. There you go. Mine will be all alpaca. Yay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, I, I like this movie this week compared to last week. Should we go into movie? Oh, time? so much better. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. It's movie time. Movie time. Okay, Stitcher. So this week... For our movie time, we watched 1408. That's right. Did I get the numbers right? Because math. Yes. Good job. 1408. So 1408 was released in 2007. It got 6.8 stars in IMDb. Here's the synopsis. A man who specializes in debunking paranormal occurrences checks into the fabled room 1408 in the Dolphin Hotel. Soon after settling in, he confronts genuine terror. I liked this movie Did you? a lot. Good. Yes. <laughs> She's all excited. She loves it when I like the movies. Because if you didn't listen to last week's episode, <laughs> we watched we watched The Shining. Yeah. And it was not my favorite. No. Did not like The I Shining. I get it, though. I totally get it. But I loved this one. It was fun, right? I thought it was great. Yeah. John Cusack and, and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I love I love Samuel that. L. Jackson. He's oh, just always awesome. He's so good. But John Cusack was awesome. And I love the way that he was written because he, even though he investigates paranormal, it's more like he wants it to be real, but he can't ever find real evidence of it, you know? And the first scene is he's in one of these like sleepy little bed and breakfasts and and he just wants to go to his room and he thinks something scary is going to happen in that room. But, you know, nothing Nothing happens, happens. which is like if you go to haunted hotels, that's the case a lot of most of the time. Yeah. You don't you aren't a lucky one that gets to be haunted. Right. You know, it's it's kind of like winning the lottery. You have to be in the right place (laughs) at the right time. Yep. And most of the time you get to go and you get to learn history and you get to be in a cool place and you get to get that excited feeling of something may happen that's right and then usually nothing does and that's been his experience time after time after time but then he still kind of makes it like paranormal he still writes that it's kind of creepy right he'll still write it's creepy although nothing happened right you know and he'll tell the history of the place and and but he's definitely extremely jaded and just fallen out of you know yeah wait his i think his books are actually like the most 10 most haunted places and i think he makes it up right yeah i think he dives into the story but like and he tries to give everything a a creepy angle but that's not really what he feels there's no authenticity coming from him he's just making money yeah he it's just what he writes yeah and the one true book that they kind of hint at that he wrote Mm -hmm. is was his first book and i think it probably had to do with his relationship with his dad even though he denies it blah 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 yes and what i think is really I, I loved the movie. Like, I loved everything about it. I love John Cusack, because how could you not? Yeah. I just, I love all the Cusacks. Right. I think they're all just fun. But he was so good in this movie. And mm-hmm. the way that Samuel L. Jackson was like, please don't stay in 1408. <laughs> he's like, it's like, I'm going to stay there. And he's yep. like, damn it. Yep. <laughs> I love funny. it. But um, the way the room haunts him it's was very personalized. So too. personal. Yeah. And so good. Mm-hmm. Because, creepy, huh? yeah, because his his daughter dies of um, cancer. Is I that what so. she had? Yeah. yeah, his his daughter dies. And so that's how the room tries to get to him. And he's become estranged from his wife. And so that's how you learn about his backstory is through the way the room is haunting him. And I love the way it starts off just like gentle, like the radio slowly. will play and it'll be Piece like of chocolate there again. Just begun. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> just like little hints and he's like, Okay, I know you ran from this room to this room and you got he's trying to debunk. He's it. trying to debunk everything. Yeah. And then the room just gets creepier and creepier and and then the room tries to call his wife and I don't want to spoil anything because I really think you guys should watch this. It's really good. Yeah. And it is free to watch, right? We yep. watched it for free this week. Pluto. Pluto, yeah. Get it, Pluto. If you haven't seen 1408 and you want a good psychological paranormal scare, it's Mm -hmm. a good one. I liked it. Yeah. I think the story was well done. Mm -hmm. So this movie was based off a Stephen King story. A short story. Yes. And I loved it. Yes. It's it in that short story. They they did a good job of expanding it into a movie. Sometimes they can't do that. Right, right, right. But that's what I liked about this this movie, because they did a really good job on that. Yeah. It got a little crazy. Well, the 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 way the room took over. Yes. Yes. And it was hard to be like, okay, how are we in this? 
space and how is this going? Because it definitely just it took a turn, took a life on its own. <laughs> yeah. But it was still pretty creepy, right? I loved how spooky it was. Yeah. I have to give you my favorite quote. Okay. From Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> okay. So when he opens the fridge, remember, uh-huh, and he uh-huh, sees uh-huh. him. Yeah, he just wants a drink. He's a tiny little man, in, a tiny little man yeah. in his room. He says, why do you think people believe in ghosts? For fun? No, it's the prospect of something after death. How many spirits have you broken? And I love that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's right. That's kind of a good way to like, we just, we are always searching for like, what is what what is their afterlife right yeah 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 and so it's kind of like i thought that was such a good like truth to it and like yes. the way he said it and just delivered it but then he goes all crazy and smashes the fridge <laughs> i was like good job samuel L. jackson no that was a great line yeah. i loved it and then i also got excited because while i was trying to come up with a stitch for this week yeah on and I think I texted. Did I text this to you that the there his daughter's bed? She had a granny square yes, afghan on the bed. That. Yeah, I was like, that's a granny square afghan. And on we've the already bed. done it, was it. So pretty. and I'm like, we've already done granny squares. Darn so it. can't do it. But I just wanted to point that out. Hey, make sure that I remembered and pointed that out job. for those of you stitchers who are looking for crochet <laughs> in any of the movies. There's a granny square afghan on that bed, and it's such a pretty blanket. I, had, so I didn't nice. even notice until. I didn't even, after you said, I wasn't even like, I think I was doing something at the same time. Probably mm-hmm. crocheting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was so cute. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a good movie, right? It was a great movie. And it was so just like heart wrenching mm-hmm. the stuff with his daughter mm-hmm. and the way the room attacked him that way. Right. I can definitely see why all the stories that came out of that room, why people were so jaded severely and, and yeah. like you know, the, their, the deaths of the people in that room were so severe and, right. and crazy. It makes sense the way that the room s- plays a psychological game with you. Yes. Yeah. And the book, the book and the movie both, I love that, where the there's pictures uh-huh. on the wall. Uh-huh. And then as he's slowly going insane, the room's like playing with him. Yeah. The, the pictures start moving. The pictures start moving and I changing. That was so yeah. Creepy. He's like, he's like, we have a boring ship. We yeah. have people on a hunt. <laughs> yep. This is the most bland room ever. Exactly. I love the maintenance guy. When he yeah, came, he he's like, I'm in. not going in that room. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, even an idiot can fix that thermostat. Yep. <laughs> Just tap it. Just tap the mercury. I was like, yep. That was so and then he good. disappears. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, bye. Yeah. I'm not hanging <laughs> not, out anymore. I'm not going in that room. That was so good. It was good. That was a fun movie. Good. Like fun, I guess. I, but it was good. It was, it was fun. It was fun. There were, there were lots of fun moments. Yeah. Yeah. Fun for a good horror movie. Yeah. 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 How many stitches? This one I would give the eight to. Wow. Yeah. Not that Stanley Kubrick crap. <laughs> I would give it to this one. Good. 1408. Yeah. Watch it. It's fun. It's good. Yeah, I liked it. I'd give it I'd give it a seven. It's not a high eight yet for me, but seven. I think just because I'm comparing the two. Oh, sure. We, we watch them back to back because hashtag we record these a little bit ahead. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag it's the holiday soon. Yeah. <laughs> so we're kind of doubling up here. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely. I'm good. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I did. I liked it. Good. And it was also fun because my husband watched it with me. So Yay. we got to like. It's always fun to watch movies with him because he definitely provides the comedy and the scary moments for me. Oh, good. So, yeah, that helps. He's good. Yeah. So yay. Good episode. We have, okay, we have another hotel to add to our list. Oh my gosh. Where we're going. Our, our cross country <laughs> tour. Oh, our yes. longest momcation ever. Yeah. We still have to go to England too, right? Well, not for 26 years. So. Oh, that's right. We yeah. have time to plan that one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> okay well if you guys enjoyed this episode please reach out to us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com you can also find us on podbean Podbean. and become a patron so if you go to podbean and you look us up the ominous stitch podcast there is an option for you to become a patron of our little podcast here and you can help us in any way you see fit please we will give you shout outs we yeah, will yeah. make you things lots of things yes it is just the two of us running this podcast only us two yeah so we would love any kind of support that you can throw away please whether financial or just emotional because we want to connect with our community yeah it makes us happy when you guys kind of shout us out or- yeah you have no idea we immediately text <laughs> each other and we're like look 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 and then we you know watch the video like yep. a gajillion times it makes or- us happy yeah it's so exciting so that was another awesome episode. Yay! Amazing. Amazing. Take a stitch. Okay. So I guess until next time. Yep. We'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Oh.